friends, how's it going? It's Tiffany Pratt, this is my love jam. I know it's wild to think that I have a podcast all about love, but let me tell you, even though I'm a designer, creative director, creative person, artist, author, TV, whatever, there's absolutely nothing that I've ever done in my life that has been more important than bringing love into everything that I've ever done. And this is a podcast all about that. I have met miraculous, cool, incredible people along the way, and I want to introduce you to some of them. I want to talk to you about my journey. I want to share some of the things that I've learned. And more than anything in the whole world, I don't want you to feel alone. As a creative person, I want us to feel like a powerful community of supportive friends that can turn to each other and know that no matter what, we've got each other's back. So that's what the Love Jam's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's get down in the middle of it. Let's uncover it. Let's see all of its colors. And let's jam. Let's jam about love. That's the Love Jam. I'm pretty excited that I got a sponsor for this podcast. Hey, Coco. Wait, what? Can I'm, in the, I'm in the, hold on, I'm in the washroom. Oh, I just need you to even read the sponsorship ad, jeez. Just wanted you to read the sponsorship ad. I'm back. Oh, wow. Uh, by the way, your bathroom, really nice, really nice fixtures. What's going on there? Well, I had my bathroom redone with Delta Faucets Canada. It's, oh. Uh, I know. Well, there no, you it's go. pretty right? slick in there, right? Right. Makes sense. I know. Sense. It's actually pretty fitting because... Uh, this episode of The Love Jam has in part been made possible by my friends at the Delta Faucets Canada. They, uh, they've made the magic happen for me. Well, you know, innovation and design have been at the heart of the Delta brand for over 50 years. They have poured that into every product they make, creating savvy, sturdy faucets and accessories with smart design on the inside and out. Well, now you know why you like my bathroom so oh, much. Jeez, makes total sense. <laughs> Amber J in the house. <laughs> Amber J, how, but first of all, how do you want to be said? Like, is that how everyone knows you, Amber sure, J? Yeah, I just that's how I know you. Right as there. I always feel like everyone knows you as Amber J. You it's say true. you say Amber J, and everyone knows it's you. So I just I'm going to introduce my community, my friends, and my people to Amber J and Amber Thank J you. of Misfit Studio um, here in Toronto. I feel like we sniff each other out. You know, there's a, there's not a small, it's, it's an ever-growing community of, of incredible folks. And I was, so I always like to start all of the podcasts with um, our love story. Mm, and it how is we met. How we met. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes love stories are long and sometimes they're short. And mm -hmm. I feel like this is a cool one because it's one that's not um, like this ongoing saga. It's always, it's been like we met and we knew of each other and I, I, I loved you instantly and who you were and what you stood for and what you brought to the world. And I've just, I feel like I've just watched, you know, I've, I've watched you blossom. I've watched the things that you've dreamed of come to life many times over. Um, and I've watched people come to know you and love you as the soul that I've always known you to be and to support that and to really, um, you know, regard you as someone to really appreciate and respect in their culture and what they do. And I want you to explain all this to everyone that's listening about 
who you are. So our love story, take it from the top. Wow. It's Rosh Hashanah, right? <laughs> it, now, it, I, I'm not Jewish. It's, it is Rosh Hashanah. And although I do have Jewish blood in me, I don't yeah. say that I am. <laughs> <laughs> so we both get two non-Jewish gals yes. um, get invited to uh, an acquaintance of ours, our acquaintance's Rosh Hashanah afternoon lunch party, right? Totally. And I mean, if we can back and forth this, yeah, I remember walking in and seeing you and thinking, what is she doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that song, one, one of these things doesn't Just belong, belong here. here. Come like on, can you tell which one? Uh-huh. Can you guess which? Yeah, of course. And I want to tell the people, now my hair is like a purpley pink. It changes all the time at the time. It, it was, I know it was electric orange. And I was like, uh, possibly a bird of paradise in that space. Like, why is this orange-haired hippie in this? Maybe, but there was just something else. Okay. I mean, what I loved was that you had glitter all over your face, like literally <laughs> all over your face. I was probably making something and like waving my face and like, okay, yeah, I got to get to the party and just going, yeah. But Likely. just vibrant. Thank you. Yeah. Vibrant with literally a rainbow aura around you. Oh, and there's you. not many humans. In fact, I don't think I've ever known another human who radiates in the way that you do. Thank you. So that's that's what I saw. And then I thought, who the fuck is that? Well, I knew about you because because she said to me, I you need to meet someone and she's coming to this party and I'm dying for you to meet my friend Amber. And so I knew she was sort of, she was setting it up that you were coming and I think she set it up so that I wasn't the only friend that was going to be there and then I remember you walking towards me I knew it was you and and you're you're saying I had a rainbow aura and actually have goosebumps because what I'm about to tell you is true I felt like you floated towards me it was like you floated towards me and then I remember we really didn't say much we just sort of held each other and looked at each other and I often feel that way when I'm in your presence is that I don't necessarily feel like we say all that much we just look at each other and And we, we know yeah and that's one thing that um I appreciate about you so much is that there's less talking, more knowing and just trusting. And I have such great love and appreciation and respect for who you are and what you give and how you heal. And, um, and that's what, that's why you're here because I want everyone that's listening to hear of the work that you do and know of the work that you do and to share how you came to it and how you developed it and why it was important and why you love it. So mm-hmm. take it from the top sister, tell the peoples about the Misfit Studio. So first wow. of all, website, what is it? Okay, so uh, misfitstudio.com is the actual website. So go there if you're sitting at home and it's nighttime and you're listening, jump on our website as we speak so you can get a, a dose of this magic. Okay, continue. And misfit as in misfit, not misfit. Very important distinction. Misfit. Yeah. Like the band. Yep. Like the thing that doesn't fit in. Doesn't fit in or yep. is hard to describe or is very unique and stand And why out. misfit? Where did that come from? It was the word that just, I saw it and it made sense. And it was because I think for me it's a play on words to what you do, but it also shows that you don't have to be a certain way to do what you're doing. At all. And you know, when I, I, I see all of this in retrospect, I think as we get older, we see so much of who we are and why we do what we do in retrospect. But I see that this was a very common theme throughout my life. You know, when I was a little girl, my parents put me in dance, which is super normal. Yeah. And I was, I, I excelled. It was something that really spoke to my heart and my soul. And it was the thing that 
that fed me. Yeah. Every single part of me. And you were there like once a week, twice a week. What I were mean, you taking? Sure. Was it jazz, it was, tap, ballet? It was only ballet. Okay. It was ballet. It was Saturday mornings. It was in a church. There was a piano. There was dust particles in the air and, and beautiful stained glass windows. And and, and if you knew what Misfit Studio looked like, friends, you would see that Amber has completely replicated this experience. So continue. Yes. I'm just going to keep putting side notes in because I want people to arrive and so, I don't know yeah. if I actually put that together until I just said that. You have completely recreated it the way you just described because one of Amber's locations is an old church mm -hmm. and you practice in a room with big, beautiful stained glass windows. You replicated it. And it's it's church in in what ritual is because I don't know religion. I don't I don't know church in any other context other than a, a movement studio. I have goosebumps because um, I want you to describe the names of this classes that you've designed. I want you to describe what you do. I, I need you to get into this. I want you to <laughs> dig in fucking deep because I travel. Now, if you guys understood, I travel across the city in Toronto all the time. I travel outside of the city. I'm on planes, trains, automobiles, um, airplanes all the time. And when I'm home, I seldom want to leave my, e my cozy little East End. But for Amber, um, when I was off, I woke my ass up and I drove across town to the west side to take her classes and that's very rare for me anymore. Yeah, it was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you are exercising and you're at my damn class? It's a big deal. Well, it's a big deal for me because I'm, tr I'm trying to re-establish, you know, um, tapping back into my physical being and I have great admiration for people that do ongoing and use their bodies and tapping in with their physical exercise and, and their sweating as a way of feeling whole. And so I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Misfit Studio. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many ways we could talk about this. The way it was formed, basically, the, just to, you know, go back to the little yes, girl in ballet. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a ballet body. I'm, I'm, I'm five feet. <laughs> right. Okay. But you're still, you are, she is stunning. Like, I, w I wish you guys could sit here and see this human that I'm staring at, that I have the pleasure oh, well, of witnessing thanks, thanks so for the next for hour. That. It's ridiculous. Body, soul, mind, face, everything, gorgeous human. Um, I think sometimes people go to her class just to like watch her move. Continue. But I, I suppose why I say that, because honestly, it, I only share that part because it stood out from the norm of, of what this thing is that we that we have connected with. One type is a body type that is specific to ballet, and that's just the way it's been for hundreds of years, and right. no one's ever questioned it. Whereas, again, if I look back and and feel the the deepest gratitude in my body because of that first ballet teacher, she never allowed mirrors in the studio because she said, you learn how to dance from your soul. Mm. And I feel like that's, that's what changed my life. When I was three, oh. when I was six, when I was nine, when I was 12, and she took me aside and said, there's something different about you and I wanna teach you everything I know, assist me. And so I started assisting the little kids. And by the time I was 14, I was teaching dance classes. This is literally the only thing I've ever done. It's the only thing I've ever done is teach people how to move. But more than that, it's how to move from a place of, of realness and trust in, in how movement feels so beautiful.
beautiful and rich and alive when you can close your fucking eyes and feel a song that moves you emotionally and dance around. And that's what matters more to me than anything else. Than anything else. But the messiness that I think I love about you and your classes and the rich digging that you encourage in the space is something that no other exercise class has ever done. And I don't know if there's any other space or physical environment that offers and encourages what you do. And I really think that you, this is something that I love about designing our lives is that you've taken something that is something you've only ever done, which is ballet. And I'm so happy to hear this part. I love the stories. I freaking love stories. <laughs> um, but also you, you have grown as a woman to love things like the spiritual element of our lives, astrology, astronomy, the planets, the earth, Continue. Dig into that. Yeah. So, so to go back to the messiness, which will get me yeah, to yeah, the, yeah. Take the me spirituality there. part and the astro astrological part, the messiness is something that showed up when I, when I arrived on the yoga mat mm. and suddenly there was something new. Like what I'd known up to then was dance. And dance is expressive and it's passionate and it's it's also kind of fucked up. It's, you know, it's really disciplined. And in that discipline, it can veer into really dark territory. Right. And then there's lots of partying because I think it swings the pendulum one way and then the other. And that's just very normal in the dance world. You know, be really hard on yourself, show up, <laughs> work and work and work and work up at your body and then just like go and release. And so that was something really normal and familiar to me. Right. And then I found yoga and there was something so therapeutic about yoga mm. because it was done in silence. It was movement in silence where all I could hear was the sound of the other people in the room breathing. Mm. And that felt like the first time I entered therapy. It was the first time that I recognized that I had some pretty deep, dark shit going on in my mind and I'd never addressed it. And then so I started to, to, to call in intuitively and naturally all the stuff I knew from dance world into the yoga world when I really got deep into yoga. And I was met with a lot of like, you can't do that. That's not the way it goes here. You can't play music in yoga classes. You can't veer outside of the way the primary series in Ashtanga goes. Like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> and when was this? This was in you know, 2002, 2003. Okay. When I was, like, living at Downward Dog every okay. single day. Okay. I and was, this is Downward Dog, West Side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Diane Bruni yep. took me under her wing. She Got gifted it. me the scholarship for the yoga wow. teacher training program. Same, same, same thread, same essence of someone saw this gift in me. And yeah. really wanted to, to continue the path, to drive me forward on the path. Because at that point in my mind, I was a dancer. I was not a yoga teacher. I think this is an important place to pause and always hammer home. Anyone that's listening to this podcast, there's a thread even with each guest that what each person has um, started to do with their lives is the thing that they were either called to do or the universe just sort of presented it in a way that it was hard to look back or look anywhere else. 
And I, I urge everyone that's listening to this to understand that what you are and what you bring and what you love will find you and there will be no looking back and the signs will be present. Do you believe that? I do. I think not only will it find you, but you also at some point have to do the work to get out of the way. 100%. So often we are the thing that stands in our own way. Totally. Of fully living the thing that already exists inside of us. Yep. Which is maybe part of the messiness. Oh, it, it's actually the messiness. It totally, I mean, it, 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 is it is. The messiness. It is, and then that can surface all kinds of fear. Yes. That can surface escapism. That can surface like all the shit that we still do. That we because, tell ourselves. Because and, we're human. Yeah. But if we can learn that we are greater than our limiting thought system. Right. That if we can shut our mind off, like actually quiet the internal dialogue and understand or decipher the difference between the intuitive knowing and all that dark shit talk that we do, then we can continue on our path. It's always there. It's right in front of us. And this is often, um, you know, I, I say this all the time, To and this is actually my very first podcast. I spoke about that, which was, you know, it's there. Your inner knowing is present all the time. Your guts are what guides you. That's it. Just go on. The gut is there. Stop listening to anything else but what is intuitively given. Yeah. Um, we, we, we all have it. It's a gift we all have. We all have. We are all beautifully unique humans. Yeah. We all have it. But I think, and, and, and maybe this helps to circle back to, you know, diving into the messiness and then trying to make sense of the messiness, which is where, for me, spirituality showed up, astrology showed up, because I tried to understand why I was self-sabotaging, yep. why I was so stuck in my own shit, why I was so stuck in my own darkness, and I couldn't get out of the way, and that's part of why I say what I say in class, why I teach the way I teach, because I think the only thing that we can do for ourselves is actually love ourselves enough to do the hard work. My last guest said, she's talking about HR, and this is the best, and I think you're gonna love it. She said, assume that when shit goes down and fucks up and blows up, it's entirely your fault. And what that means is we all take ownership of our lives and the decisions we make and how we do it. And this is very much the same thing. Yes, and what, what my big phrase in life is, is how can you say, why did this happen for me? Mm, beautiful. Not, not why to. did this happen to me? Yep. And blame something else. Yep. Why did this happen for me? Because I... I fundamentally believe everything happens for a reason. Yep. We are meant to learn from all of it, from the beautiful things, which is so easy to see the lesson, and from the really hard things, from the challenging things. If we can overcome the deepest, darkest challenge, then we've already started to do the work. I'm gonna start telling a story about I arrive in Misfit, this is my first class. I've taken two in the last few months, but certainly not enough. And I had never been to your studio for a class. And um, I will only ever remember the class that you led because I 
remember there was so much Palo Santo in the room. There was so much clearing. It was, it was actually like there was like a haze of smoke in the room. Yeah. And um, Amber has launched this beautiful collection of movement gear that is made of crushed black velvet that is actually constructed by a lingerie, a local lingerie company that makes beautiful garments. And so picture multiple people in a room, including Amber, wearing these beautiful black crushed velvet bodysuits and bralettes. And, and then the, the mats are so jammed that like you barely, you don't even know if you're going to have room to move. That's how many people are packed in this class on a Friday afternoon at 12 o'clock. And Amber comes and she ascends into the room, hair down, long, wavy. It's like, I don't even know, an entity has entered the room. <laughs> and she hits the front. She's sitting on the mat. We're all sitting cross-legged on the mat. And then begins like a, a gospel of life and times at this moment for Amber, for the cosmos, for astrology, for us all in our city. And um, I can't explain the hum that enters the room, but then from there is a succession of music and coordination. And I cannot describe the choreography that goes on here, but it is a hybrid of yoga meets Pilates meets ballet meets just pure unabashed wild movement meets weight weights meets how am i doing yeah it's the, it's it's great so far <laughs> <laughs> and you you lose yourself at some point because you're not sure if you're overwhelmed you're sweating you don't know where you are but all you know is at the end of the hour you come spit out of this class feeling i was crying i cried throughout the whole thing um out of pure gratitude to be there out of pure gratitude of moving my body um, feeling grateful to be in the space and grateful that you even had such a environment that you had created and you held the space you did for people like myself to get shifted, which is the name of the class or yeah. one of the classes. So this is what I needed to describe from a personal experience so that you can now talk about your work. How did you make these classes? How did this come to be? Why is sitting in front, like, uh, you need to describe this because I really feel like your work is important. And, you know, moving the physical body and sweating is only one element of what you do. So let's talk about that. It's true. I, I call it exorcism. Uh, I really try to stay away from words like fitness or exercise or workout. Like, fuck that. Fuck that. Really. Straight up. If, <laughs> because if you find something that moves you, that stirs you from the inside. No matter what it is, you'll keep going back to it. And so I do my best to set an environment where every single beating heart in that room is stirred. From the things that I say, which is, sure, it might come from my own personal experience, but I do my best to say it in a way where everyone on some level can relate. I talk about what's happening astrologically because I think that is such an incredible reflection. It's a mirror of what we are dealing with as spiritual beings having a human experience. Yep. Yep. You know, is it, is it, and I also don't believe that there are, uh, what I say all the time is that there is no such thing as coincidence. 
Like, I don't believe when people say, oh, it's such a coincidence we bumped into each other on the street today. Womp, womp. No. <laughs> Is it a coincidence that you dreamt of me? No, my God. No. On Sunday night, I, Amber and I were traveling. <laughs> we were like, I, it must have been Europe, but on buses, on trains. Do you want to grab a drink over here? Let's grab some water. I'm thirsty. And we had the best time when we were talking. But all I know is she was with me all night. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, whoa. Amber and I are going to be great travel buddies. We've never traveled together. And I texted her first thing and I was like, you were with me all night. Yeah. And maybe it's because we have been before. I wouldn't doubt it for one minute. In in other lifetimes. Yeah. And I know that kind of freaks people out, yeah. but I think it's true. And if we can, again, it, it keeps going back to this this idea of quieting the noise, removing all the excess to get really close to who you are to understanding fundamentally who you are. And so the classes come from a very intuitive place from me where language and and the, the poetry of language, like I think language is so powerful if we can tap into it. If we can quiet ourselves enough to be present and let the words land. And maybe that has a little trickle effect. So you take it into your life and start to notice the words that you're using or the descriptive qualities that you use of yourself or of others or of your day. And just be cognizant on a different level on, you know, to raise the vibrational quality of how you are living. It's an awareness. It's self-awareness. And so Language is really important. Setting space by cultivating sound and smell and warmth. And then movement. You know, I, I hear so many times, similar to art, I'm sure you hear it all the time too, like, oh, I can't do art. I, I can't even draw. Or I can't come to a class because fill in the blank. I mean, people can come up with any kind of excuse. For sure. But we can move. Oh, I'm living proof. I mean, you told me I had signed up for the hardest class that you maybe, was it, is it, was it the hardest class? Absolutely. And I will tell you, I suffered through some parts of it. <laughs> you must have, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you're bearing witness to some of the shenanigans in the back of the room where, but I loved every fucking second of it. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I spend most of the class with my eyes closed Yeah, because it's, it's not about looking around. It's about creating a space that is welcoming enough, that is inspiring enough, that so too can everyone else who has chosen to be in that room close their eyes and remember how to feel something. You know, I wanted you here for so many reasons, but I think more than anything, it's selfishly for myself so I can listen to this podcast on my own to re-inspire always why carving out time for myself to move is important. But I also think culturally, there's so much out there that has really changed the way we personify, look at, advertise, think of our bodies and movement. And I think you are defying all those odds by really making it about the way we feel, which is everything I've ever cared about. And I love you for that. And thank you. I just want you to know that this is an important podcast for me because taking care of ourselves and our temples and our vessels that get us from day to day is quite possibly one of the most paramount things we could do for our mind, bodies, and spirits. And I just, I think your work is important for that. So 
the one thing that I also want to say is, have you noticed like a cult following? Because what Amber's done is not only created this, but she's replicated this series of important factors in a class to a select group of women who also are able to teach not exactly the same, but in their own way, bringing this message to their students. And I'm, I'm just so blown away by how you've been able to not replicate yourself, but really instill in those other co-teachers these important elements to creating this misfit team of women that are truly out as crusaders in fitness to make people feel beautiful and not physically, but inside of themselves. Yeah. And that beauty forces them into those classes, which really do shift people. I, I think more and more the space has become a space of healing, that the movement is almost secondary. Because the first thing we do is, is ask everyone to take a moment in, in a really beautifully calm and quiet space to honor their choice to be there. Yeah. You know, there's a room full of 50 people and I can't know why everyone's there. But in one hour, to try to shift the experience of being in their head and stuck in you know, something that happened that they're still obsessing about from the past or doing that crazy pro projection that we do of the future. Right. Or retelling the same fucking story over and over and over. I am this, I am this, to shift it. And if we can do that one hour at a time, that's powerful. So to honor the choice that everyone has made to actually be there. Yeah. And then to keep saying that, to practice the art of presence because you can't honor yourself being where you are if you're not there fully. So to you know, keep calling it back to, yeah, sure, we're doing 20 repetitions of this thing, but are you actually here? Are you feeling this? Are you present? Are you breathing? Are you aligning yourself with your physical body, which then can open you to your spiritual body, which then can connect you to your emotional body? And then we can start to heal all of those things. I call it the untangling because I think we spend so much time tangled up yeah. in our physical body. You know, we get like stuck and wound up and we hold these things, you know, they show up in our neck and in our back and in our ribs and they show up repetitively. They show up as patterns and then we get used to it. And then we're just like kind of walking around with pain or this discomfort all the time. That also happens internally with all the undealt with shit, all the undealt with emotional stuff, the stories, you know, the, the thing that someone says to you that spins you out and then you never deal with it. Right. It lingers in your body and then it becomes toxic and then you become sick and then that becomes your story. Whereas if you can use the movement and the practice of presence and the breath and the sweat and the tears to release it, to shift it, to move it out of your body, and it's like freedom. And freedom in a way that is so, let's just really drill it down. It doesn't cost anything. Nothing. And that's the one thing I love about this message is that you don't have to be in any particular environment. You don't need to have a lot of money. You don't need to dress a certain way. You don't need to be anywhere. You can just be in your bedroom and you can be rocking it out in your bra and your underwear. It's really true. It's one of the things that I repeat all the time is learn how to work with yourself. 
You know when you start to panic or stress out or feel anxious, which is a word that I think we use too much all the time. Too much. It just gets thrown around. It's an epidemic. So is I'm busy. So is I'm busy. So if you can recognize what that means really, what does it mean when you say those words? Does it mean that your heart is fluttering? Does it mean that you can't catch your breath or that you're breathing apically in the upper diaphragmatic part of your, of your lung capacity? Then notice it and slow it down. That is our superpower. We can crawl inside of ourselves consciously and slow our breath to calm our heart to help us focus, to practice presence every single moment of every day. Have it be five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, one hour. We can do that. Yep. We can do that when shit gets really hard in our life. We can do that when we're in the middle of a jumping jack sequence and it's five minutes long <laughs> and you just don't think you can get through it. And believe me, they do that to you. <laughs> At one point, I'm like, are these jumping jacks gonna end? I should have worn two sports bras. It's almost like (laughs) practice the hard thing in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So that when it happens or when it shows up in real life, you're like, oh, I got this. Yeah. I've done this before. I know how to work with myself. I'm not going to spin out. I'm not going to go back into these limiting thoughts. I'm not going to recite all that old shitty stuff I say to myself. No, I, I, I can stand here and ground and quiet and calm from the inside. So would you say um, if you had an important message that you, anyone that's listening to this podcast, would you say that you want... I mean, for me, I look at the word, when I say the word blank canvas, that means a lot of things to me, you know, and Mm -hmm. for my type of work and what I do, blank canvases are a lot of important things for me. But I would say we have to look even at our physical selves as blank canvases every day. Would you agree with that? And what would you say? What would you say that will inspire someone who's listening to this that like, much like myself, doesn't carve out enough time to... And I wouldn't say to tap in because I tap in quite a bit. I'm a meditator, but moving my body, Mm. definitely something I need to do more of. What do you want to say to the peoples? I think as mindfulness and as self-awareness become something that more and more and more people are talking about, are thinking about, are looking at with curiosity, there is a necessary element, which is vulnerability. And if we are willing to be vulnerable with our hearts, can we also be willing to be vulnerable with our bodies? And just show the fuck up for ourselves. Put on your favorite song and dance around in your room and shift yourself, shift your mood, shift your focus, shift your perspective. Don't listen to the news. Yeah, put or read on, the newspaper. Put on a song and remember what it is to feel something and share that with the world. Take that as your vibrational quality for the rest of your day. Because I think that that's how we experience the world without even really knowing it is how we feel. 
100%. And people don't rec- I mean it's and it's everything Amber. It's everything to me and I say this all the time. It's not just how we feel about ourselves. It's then how we feel about others. It's how we feel about our environments. It's how we feel about our stuff. It's how we feel about our cars. It's how we feel about our our friends. Our feelings are our navigational system through this planet and we are all these little bodies of water walking around in our little paper bags thinking that we've got it all figured out but really it's all just feelings. Yes. And I, I truly believe that when we can harness, and I, I say this a lot in my line of work, and you say it in yours too, which is to truly know who you are. You know, when you truly know who you are, there's so much that you can really tear through and have such a beautiful, positive laser beam through this world. You know, you're not going to ask yourself, what kind of floor do I want in my house? Or what is this? What do, you know you know who you are. You know what you love. And that transcends all things. It's it's everything. Yes. And, you know, when Lauren Hill's saying everything is everything, and everyone was bouncing around to that in the 90s, I'm like, listen, people, this song to me is, is truly, this is like, it's a gospel song, because everything really is everything. Yes, yes, and that that requires work. Yep. And I think the only way to look at the work with excitement or potential or possibility is to trust yourself and love yourself. You have to love yourself enough to be willing to do the work. Yep. That's, I think that is the greatest obstacle, especially women. We are so good at being hard on ourselves. Oh my God. That if we can just, like enough of that. <laughs> well, I think women have, we have some, we're up against a lot. Yes. And it's not to say that either one of us don't know what those things are, because we do know. We're up against all the things. Um, I know it in my line of work and, and, and having to be more public in what I do. And even in yourself, working with the physical body and dealing with people who are you know, have all their own perceptions. We walk, I, I wish we could all walk around perceptionless, yes. but we can't. We can't. And just go, going back to what you said about how we are uh, watery beings in paper bags, I think that's so, that's so perfect because we are, we are comprised of so much water. I know. And water is in a constant state of change. So to be okay with that, to release the things that need to be released, to allow ourselves to, to move and, and freely express, you know, to sometimes be really quiet and calm and still, to sometimes be ferocious and loud. <laughs> and it's, it's all beautifully perfect. And it's okay. And it's okay. You know, that's it's necessary. Oh, yeah. And I, I often feel like people always say, what do you do for a living? And I think my primary job is to give people permission. Because yeah. I can, I'm my, entirely myself. And so by way of me, absolutely comfortable in my own skin being entirely myself, just by proxy of that, others feel comfortable to entirely be themselves, which therefore becomes permission. And I think that this is something that you do as well, is you give people permission to feel what they want to feel act how they want to act, move how they want to move. And that is something that we have not always been taught. That is something that we did not always know was possible within these parameters of what you've described in your early times of this is how dance is, this is how yoga is. Everything has a box. 
And I'm so grateful to know people that have looked at the box or boxes and said, fuck you yeah. to the boxes and have really looked at life as what can I create? And maybe it's not a square and maybe it doesn't get closed up. Maybe my area is in the shape of a heart and maybe my area isn't a shape at all. Who knows? But yeah. you're one of those people. It's, it's so beautiful that you say that. I think boxes are not only so limiting, but it makes me think of the angles and the sharp corners and all the things that can get stuck in there. Yeah. And there's, once they get stuck, it's really hard to unstick them. Whereas when you look at nature, there's no squares in nature. There's beautiful circles and there's so many heart shapes. There's fluid, beautiful non-shapes. Yeah, cyclical. And that's what we are. That's what we are. We, we've got to learn how to soften our edges. Huge. Yeah. Well, we've created them. Yes, and then to recognize that we've created them. Yeah. And I think that that can be done through the power of movement. I really do. I think movement is medicine. Well, you are one of my favorite people. I hope you know that. Thank and you, I know Tiffany. I don't, um, you know, I certainly don't tell you enough, um, but I think it all the time. And so, and from my little moments of, you know, outbursts on social media or my occasional text messages or happenings upon a class, um, you truly are one of my favorite people. And I mean that with my full heart and with entire sincerity, because I admire what you do so much. And I really, it's so different from what I do. And I think that's why I appreciate it on such a deep level, because I, I really, really, really think that it is better than therapy, what you do. And you heal people. And that's what this world needs, is, is healing. And you are one of them. And I am just, thank you for doing your work to be able to share you and what you've learned and what you go through. Because I think there's a lot of vulnerability doing what you do and sharing yourself the way that you do with people. And I know that personally. And it's sometimes exhausting. So I give you so much love for your vulnerability and your ability to share your heart's all your hearts inside of you with everyone. Um, it's, a, it's incredible. I'm well, such a fan. I mean, thank you for saying all of that, those really big and powerful words. But I feel sitting across from you like I am a reflection of you. Kind. <laughs> really 100% truth that what you share with the world is magic. And you remind people that Everybody has magic inside of them. <laughs> the world doesn't have to be gray and blue. <laughs> that it can no. be colorful and vibrant. Yeah. That it can be true to whoever you are. Yeah, whatever, whatever shape you come in, whatever color scheme you come with. Yes. It's all good. But that we see each other, which is how we understand each other. Yeah. And I, I truly think that, you know, I, we, a population of people, we need to bear witness to those around us that inspire us the most and hold us up together. And that is why you're here, because I just want you to know I'm holding you up and I'm so, uh, such a fan of who you are and what you've created. And a shout out to all the people out there too that really love what they do and don't know how to 
become a, an alchemist of the things that they love. Amber's one of those people that has created a beautiful alchemy of the things that she's loved and created something that is truly her own and not repeatable as far as I'm concerned. And we're all capable of that and have the courage to know that you are capable of creating your own alchemy of whatever it is that makes you feel great love and great service to this world. Um, okay, so I have questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what color is misfit? It's amber. Wow, I have goosebumps. Um, what color is get shifted? Ooh, red. What color is when you say exorcise instead of exercise? What color is that? That's white. Okay. That's clear. That's pure. And going back to get shifted red, sacral chakra. Like deep red. Deep red. Like blood red. Like creativity. Okay. The birthplace of creativity. What other buzzwords do you, that you use all the time? What, is there one more I'm missing? I think those are two of the most important ones. But what else? Is there one more? Mm. Alchemy is a good one. We what use, color is alchemy? Alchemy is shimmery. Like it's iridescent? <laughs> it's iridescent, yeah. Okay. I like to do this when you're listening to this podcast is to start to associate things with things. And I love associating with color because I think deep down inside of us, we all can identify with color. And, uh, and that's something I love to do. What do you love the most about your life outside of Misfit? <sighs> it's taken a long time but that I've been able to dig in deep enough to uncover the courage to allow myself to be loved. Do you want to talk about that anymore? Oh. It's been a it's been a journey. It's been a real journey. There's a lot of commonality with that feeling in all of us. I can totally relate myself. Yeah. Um, interpersonal relationships are our greatest teachers. They really are. Those that get closest to us are the ones that really uncover our shit the most. Yeah. What do you love about what you've created? What do you love the most about Misfit? That I, I get to witness how people's lives are affected how people evolve, how people see themselves, how people learn to love themselves. And if you could say anything to anyone that's listening in this moment and you want them to take away, if they decided they didn't want to listen to the whole damn thing mm. and they just wanted to catch us here at the end, what do you want to say to the peoples? You know what, I, I hear and I feel so many times when I bump into someone on the street that I become the source of guilt. Like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry I haven't been to the studio or I, I, I really, I keep meaning to show up and, and I think, like, don't put that on me. And you know the day that you're ready 
You get in your car and you drive from the East End. Yep. You haul your ass out of bed and you think, I don't want to feel like this anymore. You dry the tears from your eyes and you think, I'm ready to feel something new. You look at yourself in the mirror and you think, I am so much bigger than this. And you do it for you. You show the fuck up for you. You don't do it for me. You don't do it for anyone else. You show up for you. To feed yourself, to heal yourself, to get to know yourself better. That is the most perfect. And as Amber was talking, my eyes are closed and I'm whispering and mouthing the words, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Trying not to distract her, of course. That is the perfect way to wrap this up because I think that that is a brilliant way of of truly um, putting a bow on the message, which is that it's all about what you're willing to tell yourself. It really is. You know, what message you're willing to tell yourself. And that message is the thing that amplifies and propels you through this life. And, uh, and, that's, and that's why people come to your class. Compliment to you. I'll wrap it here. Last guest. Um, actually mentioned that on the podcast, I just got back from Amber J's Monday, 12 o'clock, get shifted class. You're kidding me. No. No. And I said, funny wow. enough, she's going to be on the podcast. So I wanted you to know wow. that um, there are people here that I love that go to your classes on a Monday afternoon at 12 o'clock because they know how important the class is, how important they are, and how important that work is. So just so you know, if you live in Toronto, please find your way to a Misfit class and experience the wonder and the magic that is Misfit. Um, and please go to, and you have things that you can, people can download. So even if they don't live in Toronto, they can still be a part of your beautiful. So can you describe that a little bit just before we wrap it? Yeah, we have an online video subscription and we're in rehearsals right now to do our third round. So right now there's 20 videos online and you can subscribe. The first two weeks are free. So you can check it out and see if you dig it. And after that, I think it's like 10 bucks a month. Perfect. And we're adding 15 more. So there's, there's, it's coming. There's more and more and more that we're adding. Yes. So don't feel like if you don't make it to Toronto, that you cannot be a part of this magic because you can. And if you can come and be in the space with Amber and her beautiful team, um, Amber from, I could actually start crying right now, but truly from the depth of my soul. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for asking me to truly. be here. You bring me to tears. Oh, Tiffany. Yeah. How can we hug over these microphones? We can't, but you're, <laughs> you're, um, you're really important. Thank I love you, you so much. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank Truly. You. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your love. <laughs> Thank you. I am forever grateful to every guest that will join me and share themselves and their hearts on the Love Jam. So thank you so much all of you for coming on and sharing yourself. Uh, it just is what makes the world such a richer place. Coco Trobagian, the genius behind the mixing and the recording of the Love Jam and the person who wrote the theme music himself. It's truly not even possible for me to have this podcast without you. So I love you and I thank you forever. And Delta Faucets Canada, oh my God. Without your encouragement and your support, this wouldn't even be happening. So 
thank you, thank you, thank you to every single one of you. Um, without your hand, this love would not be in the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for you. You, you that lovely human listening to this podcast from the depth of my soul. Thank you so much for taking your time and wanting to listen to me and my friends jam about love.